Blog Talk Radio. of Purpose Kingdom Network. This is Let's Talk About It. I'm your girl, Adrian Misunderstanding Talent, and today I got sitting at the table with me the CEO, the visionary, Chappie, Colleen, Toy, Pastor, <laughs> however, as, as all the names. She's sitting at the table today, y'all. And, uh, Tonight's episode is the 1,666 episode. Now, y'all know how we do with the numbers, right? So tonight's number is special because this is a number that came right from Pop-Up himself. And he said that this is, these numbers added up to eight. And then he said it was the new beginning. Because, you know, we do the number thing. We we, we do the number thing. I, I'm not going to tell y'all that we don't do the number thing. Now, first and foremost, before we even go anywhere in it, now, what he said was the six and the one adds up to seven. And then he said the six, six is one. And you add that all together, and that makes it to eight. So we're going to pause right there. And let this number rest with the rest of the people in the world because he made 1666 add up to eight. And when he come on and do the announcements, we might even ask him, how is it that you decided that you was going to come up with this? But then I looked at it and I said, you know what? I remember sitting back in the school. Chat, maybe you remember. You know, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. You know, you got to do the parentheses first, <laughs> and then you go to the exclamation, and then you, you know what I mean? Then you do the multiplication. So what he did was he looked at it, and he said, okay, the one and the six, that add up to seven. But then he looked at the six and the six, and he said, but if we divided the six and the six together, it would be one. So he took it and switched it and flipped it and said, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally, and said, we're just going to call this the New Beginning Show. I said, well, all right. Come on in and take a seat. If this is your first time here with us tonight on Purpose Kingdom Network, if you did not know, I got to tell you, it's going down in the peak. It's going down yes, it in is. the peak. But how about one, six, six? Can I just say that the devil is always going to be around and y'all might as well give him what he's supposed to give him, but always know that God is in the top. God is before. Nothing can happen. The devil is not allowed to do anything to you unless God gives it, gives him the permission to do it. You do remember in the book of Job how that, how that conversation started in the very, very beginning. Because he said, what are you Mm -hmm. doing? He said, oh, I'm just going around to and fro, messing with your people. He said, well, what about Joe? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do what you want. But he's still not going to deny me. So tonight is one of them shows. 
that we have to acknowledge that the devil is here. The devil is real. There is so many things going on in the world that you can't tell me that y'all don't think that the devil is there. Besides the fact that it's like 98 degrees and it's cool outside, supposedly, and it's still 98 degrees, and they talk about it's going to be hot. And if you listen in from any other parts of the world, when I say it's hot, I say it's hot. But then when I talk to people in Texas, I have to shut up because, you know, our hot <laughs> is nothing like their hot. So I, I, yes. I just bow out gracefully with my 99 degrees. I'm thinking it's hot. But then they talk about, well, they feel like 125. Jeez. Now that's hot. Which, so, which means their ass will be like hot? 104. Do you understand? It just be hot. So what I cannot do is say that we are hotter on the East Coast than they are over there. But what I will say is that whatever is in the air, the devil is definitely busy because people is out here doing some crazy stuff. It's some real crazy stuff going on. And what we don't want to do is give power to the devil. That's why it's the 1,666 show, because no matter what them 666 is looking like, it's always a one in front of it. So we're going we gonna to treat that in that aspect tonight, because everything that you hear tonight is going to say that we giving the devil the power, just the power enough to sit down. How about that? Because Amen. we want to acknowledge that we know that you're there, but we also want to acknowledge that we know that God is in the forefront. God is all around, and God knows exactly what we're going through, and he knows why we're going through it. And now it's almost to the point where I'm glad we're sitting at the table because I believe it's time to talk about it. So, chap, let's talk about it. The number to call is 319-527-6091. I do encourage you to call in if you want to say something or you have a problem that is bothering you, you know, the devil been riding you about something and you need some help to tell the devil that he can't have it no more, tonight is that night. 319-527-6091 is the number. And you press 1, it's going to cue the board. We'll let you know that you can come in. You'll hear a beep, but that is your turn to speak. So there is so much that we can go through, chat. What should we do for matter of fact, let's just get this let's just put this out there right away. All of this stuff about these reproduction rights and everybody's mm-hmm. doing all these other things and redoing Roe versus Wade and all that. There's a blessing in this. I need people to see the blessing. Because if they can sit down and talk about something that they did fifty something years ago and then say that they want to look at it and redo it. I applaud that because I know that 63 years ago it was about the time that they took God out of the school building. And the same way that they mm-hmm. revisited Roe versus Wade, I believe that it's time to revisit putting God back in our building. What do you think? I, I agree with you on that aspect of it, but it still makes me a little nervous. Because why you nervous? Yeah, I would love for it, it makes me nervous because the same way that sixty some odd years ago they 
came together and decided they was going to take God out the school buildings, and they came together and decided that women had the right to choices over their own bodies, you know, it, it that's the same way they came together and decided that we as African Americans were free from slavery. You, you know what I mean? So what that's, if they decide to they, go that's back? That's what they said. Look, that's what they had said. They ain't did that yet. We still right, waiting on that. Right, that right. They, they, that verdict is still they out. They reworded some things. They reworded some things, and they redid or restated the way that they used some things, but they never truly really abolished slavery. What they did was they con- they placed slavery into the same uh, demographic as um, our rehabilitation system. So the, it actually reads that no man can be considered a slave except if they are incarcerated. So <laughs> um, I, I'm saying that to say, I, I'm saying that to say that just like they went back and revisited that particular um, situation to decide that women should no longer have a choice about if they will or will not bring life into this world, they could go back and revisit some other things also. And so well, that talk, part of it. Let's just talk about it. Look, let me tell you something. I, you do know why mm-hmm. they did it, right? You, do you know why they did it? The white why man, they went and, the white man, Understand this. The one day that white, 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 back in the day, years ago, when they would look at the population of who was running the world, mm-hmm. the white population was running the world. The white mm-hmm. population is no longer running the world. So if you look at who is on the top chart of getting these abortions, they would be the white women that are getting abortions. So really, mm-hmm. what they're doing is it's a sad Sad, please, trying to say, please stop killing the white babies because as long as you're killing these white babies, we gonna keep losing all. The, we gonna lose our clout, and they are losing their clout yearly by year by year by year. They are losing their clout, and now it is becoming even the African Americans aren't above them. I think it's like uh, the indigenous people, Mexicans, mm-hmm. then African Americans, and then whites. So what they're doing is they try to, I believe, they're trying to do it for the population. Because as long as they keep aborting their children, they they don't have a number coming up. And so as long as the babies keep dying, they ain't going to be able to, they're not going to be able to stand up in the numbers. They're already losing in the polls. We're seeing well, them wait a minute. fight for, fight for rights. <laughs> what you say? That, right. I, I was going to say, I, and I agree with you on that, but um, Brother Rob is texting that he had he would like to add something into our conversation. So, Brother Rob. Okay. All right. So, uh, real quickly, I just want to just add this. So, every couple of years, whenever this government faces pressure, actual pressure from the people, and I don't know if you remember, in 2020, when we're in the midst of the COVID-19 
you know, pandemic, all of a sudden all these footages of these UFO encounters started coming out. And the government were was releasing this. And so now, mm-hmm. so um, right now we go right here today. So where the thing that comes to the forefront is these gun laws. And now, so the president was very much so close to enacting some gun laws. And then all of a sudden, Roe versus Wade gets turned, turned over. It is just a smoke and mirror tactic for them to turn and us look somewhere else where everything that matters to us in every major city in this United States is facing gun control tragedies. Every city. We're not the only city that's going through this. Every city. And so now the president's focus is somewhere else into where it's supposed to be. And now so everybody done forgotten. Everybody's now concentrating on Roe versus Wade. We still have the same problems. And now the the problem I'm having with uh this whole thing is that our city government is focusing on some things in the past like stop and frisk. Uh which didn't work and is not gonna work now. But the thing is is that our government to focus in new directions. And um that's all I wanted to say and um you know, thanks uh for earlier today explaining my, my, my math of numbers. And that's all I got yeah, to say. Yeah, we're gonna get we gonna get back to them numbers. <laughs> but and I want and I want you to know that uh you're you're right about it. But mm-hmm. not only are is it just the gun laws, but it's really, 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 really what they really, really, really were trying to do, Rob, was see the January sixth trial was going on. And because of the January sixth trial, they wanna see, you know, people are waiting for things to happen. And they are waiting for people to be escorted out of you know, escorted in handcuffs to their rightful places. And really, really, truly what's going on with that was they were trying not to let y'all know that they were going to postpone some of those trials. And so they said, well, if they do the Roe versus Wade, that'll give them at least a week. And we didn't realize, but they had stopped doing all proceeds. They had stopped doing everything during that week. And now this week then came up, and now Ivanka Trump done died miraculously, you know, falling down the steps. God rest her soul. Wait, she said and miraculously. Now because of that, I, I'm not going to say it like that, but, you know, this is let's talk about it. So we just going to say just like they, I believe they, they did it to Carnabella Lockwood. The day that he mm-hmm. was about to testify about the Catholic Church, he miraculously had an accident too. So Ivanka mm-hmm. had an accident the other day, and now they done canceled Donald Trump's trial, and they gonna try to repo. They gonna try to postpone that. And I said, "What well, the heck? They ain't been married since the '90s." But you know, we ain't gonna talk about it too much. But yeah, brother no. Rob, you're right because it's all about distraction, and what are we focused on? It, it, so as long as we is, keep our focus then they won't be able to, they can try it, but it'll still have to come back to order. It'll still have to come back to the table. Go ahead, chat. What were you about to say? This is the part that frustrates me with the whole thing. 
on the fact of it being a smoke and mirror, I do agree. I do agree that the timing of uh, of this was just right for a lot of everything that was going on. Um, I I I, I agree a hundred percent for the the people who are in charge to think that we as a people are so stupid that we can only focus on one thing at a time, you don't know the American people. We are a group of people that could be sitting somewhere watching TV with the music. That Now, when I say this, let me explain who I'm talking about. I'm talking about all those children born in between 1960 and I'm going to say maybe 1980 because we're the ones now that are, we're not seniors, but we're senior to the young adults. Um, we we would watch TV, listen to music, study, dance, everything all at the same time, go to school and get an A. We the ones that could be cleaning something and cooking something and sewing something and watching children all at the same time and get everything done to perfection. Because you have to remember, we were the children of the baby boomers. And although the baby boomers were rebelling a lot against what they had went through being reared up, they were the generation that was breaking freedom from blacks or minorities being nothing more than some type of a servant to the white man, even in the corporate world. Although we were free, we still weren't, you know, free. We're a little freer now, but we're still not free. So for you to say, oh, well, we're going to do this and we're going to do that and then we're going to switch it this way and then we're going to switch it that way to keep them distracted so they don't know what's going on, Yes, we do. We know exactly what's going on. We know exactly what y'all doing. We knew y'all was going to postpone that trial, and it really didn't have nothing to do with Ivanka's death. And we knew that y'all was going to sit there and um and, and do this thing right around the time that gun law controls were being discussed. But guess what? While y'all sitting there telling women that they got to have these babies, we still sitting here watching our babies die in the street. I don't care if it's by each other or not. Our babies are still killing our babies while you're telling our other babies that they have to have babies no matter the situation or the circumstance. So we see all of it. The question is how are we going to fix it? Well, all we got to do is vote. All you got to do is show up. All you got to do is go on now. The people are trying to do something, and as long as the people are trying to do something, then that means that we, the people, need to show up in the polls. We, the people, need to show up. We, the people, can get rid of all of those people that we don't want in those positions. We, the people, have to pay attention, not at the last week, not the two weeks before it's time to go vote. But we need to start paying attention now and make sure 
that we are going to show up at the polls. We are going to show up in numbers. If we show up in numbers, there is nothing that they would be able to do. That's right. So therefore, what they tried to do, they did try it, but actually it's just a piece of discouragement. And see, the problem is what happens is, Cap, you're right. We can do those things, but there's there's a piece in us that a lot of us fight harder when we, you know, when we believe that our rights are being taken or, you know, if it's a black and white issue, we fight harder. I heard someone say something to me the other day. They said that Frederick Douglass wrote something in 1896 about, Amer- mm-hmm. about America and how they were in their independence. So if Frederick Douglass could write something about white America in 1896 and it still be held true today in 2022 I hate to say it but there has to be another conversation and we need to be the people that started remember how brother Rob said that this is the show of new beginnings this is a new beginning Mm -hmm. we need to we need to start speaking what it is that we want Because, you know, God says, come to me boldly. Ask, you know, say what you want boldly. We need to to start speaking that, what we want, instead of speaking what we see. I believe that what happens is we get caught up in it, and then we forget the actual issue, the outcome. And then we're just caught Mm -hmm. up in the fight or caught up in the march or caught up in the, you know, the standing or caught up in the, this is just the violation of this. But then we lose the message. We lose how do we, the point. How do we stop it from being a violation? We got to get out there and vote. We got to get out of that mindset that, oh, no matter what I do, they got who they got. They know who they want. They're going to do what they want to do anyway. My vote don't really count. We got to get out of that mindset because guess what? Right now, your vote really counts. It really, really counts. And I'm going to be honest. Well, that's I the said problem. it last election. That's the problem. I'm going to say it again this election. Everything in D.C. needs to get shooken up, shifted, and, and, and put out. From the White House to the janitorial staff, all of them, everybody, I, I, they all need to, y'all going to hear me one day, they all need to go. We need some people in there that are going to fight and that are going to fight for the rights of the people. But we keep running to whoever got the hottest commercial or, you know, the, they, you think they can let you as an individual do better than another group as an individual. So, you, you, you know, I, I don't know what it is. We got to get out of – yes, I do. Thank you, Lord. We got to get out of self. We got to get out of self because I got something for all, all you people out there that's screaming about, you know, how many people running to get abortions and this, that, and the other. Y'all that's trying to vote, vote, mm, I can't, I'm getting tongue-tied. Y'all that are trying to vote abortions to make it become totally illegal. 
Y'all getting ready to find out why the majority of the people that were getting those abortions was y'all people. They wasn't getting them necessarily because they didn't want them. They just knew they couldn't bring that baby that wasn't the same complexion as y'all into your house. Come on now. I'm going to be honest. Well, that's going to be the backfire of, that's the backfire. That's what, that is going to be what's going to end up happening. Because of the fact that they no longer can abort their babies, now they're going to realize that what they thought was going to happen is going to be the truth because, yeah, they're not really probably killing the white babies. They're killing the babies that look like Tyrone and James. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. But, you, you know, but that that the, that is one thing that, unfortunately, they're going to have to live that out. Now, I will say something. I have been in... Abort an abortion clinic, mm-hmm. and from the number of people that are in the abortion clinic, mm-hmm. it is definitely something that it needs to be talked about or revisited. Because if there are that many numbers of abortions on a daily basis, then yeah, maybe mm-hmm. we need to think about it in another way. But I think it needs to start with you know the preventative message, the the preventive things, like things that happen, like birth control, things that happen before you get into the situation where there now is a situation. You know, we can talk about the sanctity of where that relationship should be going in, in the long run. Right now, there's so, there's, there is such a a devilish tone on sex itself that every you time can, I say it, people get real, real schemish. But it's the truth because we have given the devil all sex activities. And if you think about it, the woman was made for the man. So the sex that is being had is supposed to be had. It says to multiply and be married. It says all of these things, but without the whole message, we're missing the message. We're missing the mark. And and you know what? You you are so correct on that. Sex itself is not a bad thing. God created sex. Like you said, the woman was made for the man. So I, I agree with you on that, but as well as, the woman was made for the man. He did put some things in place that went with sex. Like you wasn't supposed to just be out here laying down because it made you feel good. It, it was a, a intimacy that was met to happen between a husband and a wife. So on, on that aspect of it, you are correct. It's not that sex is evil. It's how man, and the, under the influence of the enemy, Satan, Lucifer, whatever y'all want to call him this week, it, how we have twisted it going against what God intended for it to be. However, when we talk about abortions, we always talk about it from the viewpoint of that young girl that was out there having sex and got pregnant 
um, or that that uh, woman that was cheating or did something and she got pregnant. But we forget that a lot of times sitting in those abortion clinics are women who had gotten raped and found out that they were pregnant. They're children who the person they should have been able to trust violated them. Now, do you see that when you walk into that door? Do you see the backstory? No. It's that woman who's who already has six children and her husband beats her for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and she finds out she's pregnant. Somebody got mad the other day at me because I said I was pro-life, and I had to explain to him when I say I, I'm pro-life, I'm for the life of that 10, 11, 12-year-old girl who was molested or raped or touched inappropriately by an older young man whose body and mind, spirit, soul is not prepared to allow another child to grow inside of them, but because their menstrual started early, they're able to. I'm for that life. I'm for the life of the rape victim who found out that she's expecting a child and does not feel like, oh, in my tragedy, I got a blessing. She feels like she has the seed of Lucifer growing within her womb. I'm for that life. I'm for the life of the mother who has five or six children and her husband died serving this country, and she don't know how ends are going to meet, and she found out she was pregnant right before he left for war, and she's struggling between, do I keep this child? of ours that was made from love or do I keep trying to feed the other children? See, it's more back stories that we don't talk about. Society wants us to keep looking at it from the viewpoint of, oh, that fast-tailed girl. But then here's the other part. Well, a lot of times it's not the fast-tailed girl. It's the other situations. The difference is there has to be another option. There's a lot of different options. There's another. There's a lot of right. other ways. All of those scenarios that you just gave us are scenarios that don't have to end in the abortion. If you're giving that much power to something, then yeah, that's how it would. That's how it it goes. But there are women that have those babies because they might have been violated, but then the seed is the blessing. So, you know, exactly. there, and, there's, and that's what, there's a lot and of that's different what I'm ways saying. that, that happen. Like, in my instance, I was there because there's a medical reason. Like, there's reasons why. When people say you can't have right. something and then they say there's no exception, that's when, you, that's when you're into the violation. Because there and is that, always an exception. There should be. The and exception. that's what I'm saying. That's what, saying. That's what I'm saying. Right. It should that's always be With no an exception, exception it to it. it but when you because talk about backstories, the, the world is a backstory. And unfortunately, how people interpret backstories is what is the problem in our world that we face today. Even to the point where you can be pro-life and fight for the birth, the the birth of a child, but yet when the when the people are dying in the street, you don't care. Exactly. So you can't have one without the other. So exactly. that is that becomes a situation because it's like okay, you don't want the babies to die, 
But how about the ones that are living? We don't want them to die. But that's not the exactly. conversation. Like people aren't out there fighting for the the nineteen year old that's dying versus exactly. the baby that's not the embryo that's not even the embryo yet. You know. So and, and, and that, like people, that's what I'm people saying. take a situation right. They'll take a situation and they'll go all the way to the far extreme of a situation, but then mm-hmm. It's only for that one particular situation because, like I said, if you are that pro-life and you want to see babies be born, you should not want to see babies die. You should not want to see men die. You should not want to see exactly the way that the numbers are happening. And and because of the fact that we have so many alive people that are literally dying, they need to have another kind of conversation. That, that, that are- becomes the problem. If they are so pro-life that they are about the babies and they know that it's our babies that are killing our babies in the streets with guns because of the lax in real gun control and laws, I'm just saying. I mean, but the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is the babies that are killing babies, nobody really wanted their parents. They shouldn't have made it. I mean, I hate to say it like that, and these are these are these are my views. These are not views of Purpose Kingdom Network, but I can say that there is a generation of kids out here that should not have really made it. They should not have been. They shouldn't have made it. Now they about thirty. They they in their tw- they in their late twenties, early thirties, and they having children, and they weren't raised. So now they are mm-hmm. in predicaments where their children aren't being raised. And now we're seeing their children run them up in our cities. And we're mm-hmm. trying to understand what's going on. We won't understand it now as much as we'll understand it in another 25 years when you make parents have babies that they're not prepared for, that they don't really mm-hmm. need or have. Um, we already have a food shortage. We have a water shortage with the things that are going on right now. So to say that we are going to stop alleviating life and we're going to have more life without thinking of all of the different things that come into taking care of this child, we're going to run into another American problem where, you know, we cover up something, but we don't really fix it or we haven't mm-hmm. really put the ointments on it to actually heal the situation. We just like to cover it up so that in another mm-hmm. 20 years, another thing will be infected, and then we'll be living that out as we are living it out today. Because we're having another problem on the same token of with our babies. Our children are... Our children are out here, and they don't have any direction. They really don't. And it's unfortunate that they don't have direction, but these kids have backstories. And when you get into Mm -hmm. the backstory of a kid, it makes you stop because every kid can't just be thrown in jail. Every kid does not deserve to have life taken away from them. Every kid 
is not just a bad kid. Because kids have bad situations, bad times in life. And unfortunately, what's going on in today's society is that we have 12- and 13-year-olds making lifetime decisions. Like, they're making decisions that are affecting them, that will affect them for the rest of their lives. And that should be a part of why they say that uh, lives matter, why we're living. We should be fighting for the children that are here right now, not the ones that haven't mm-hmm. made it yet, not the ones that aren't really there, because we all know how that this gestation process works. And there is a process in there where that embryo is like it's a fetus and then it becomes an embryo or however that works. So there's, there are there are windows in time of that. But if we could go to the one that's 12, 13, 14 years old, these babies are here and these babies are dying. Mm-hmm. So if we are going to focus on what it is that we would like to do or what we believe that God is calling us to talk about, it should be about the ones that are here. And what can mm-hmm. we do and what services can we put in place for the ones that are here? And that is where our main focus. To me, I believe that the main focus should be on our 12, 13, 14-year-olds. You know, I'm before in they throw their lives away. Because we are watching, like, you know, Purpose Kingdom Network is coming out of the Philadelphia area. So... There are, like Brother Rob said, there are people dying from state to state. This is not a this is not a Philadelphia thing. This is not a Chicago thing. This is not an Ohio thing. This is a world thing. People are dying by senseless violence, and the reason I believe is because there's just a lack of love. And you know, they say God is love. And so, like we said in the beginning when we were talking about going back to 50 to 60 years, there's a place Mm -hmm. in all of it where God needs to come back to the forefront. Like, this is the 1,666th episode. And what we are doing is we are saying that even in this episode, we put God in the forefront of anything that the enemy has tried to do, anything that the enemy will try to do. And anything that is powered by hate right now can be overtaken with love. And we mm-hmm. have to be the we have to be the ambassadors of it. We have to be that light that shines in this darkness. We have to still have the encouraging words in the midst of the storm. Because that is what we do. That is who we are as believers. We live like Christ. We do what Christ did. We 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 are the examples. Like He was that example. We live that way for times just like this. Because in a conversation just recently, we witnessed some children. I, I want to say what they did because they just killed the man. I mean, like the man died. They didn't mean to kill the man, mm-hmm. but their senseless their senseless act caused somebody to die. 
So now there's a situation. Because now you have 14-year-olds that are about to go to jail for murder. But you have 10-year-olds that are getting away with it. Mm-hmm. So that right there is the new conversation. It needs to be. Because I understand that we don't want to throw your life away. But there's got to be a moment in there where you can understand that this was extremely wrong. And somebody died at this senseless act that you did. So there's a big situation going on. But when you talk back you know to it, everyone is talking. But there's a major, major, major question that I have. You know I've why they didn't story. notice I've it? i to people. What'd you say? I said, you know why they didn't notice it? That they didn't realize that what they were do- what they were doing was seriously wrong, because our children are desensitized to violence. They are desensitized to it. Look at every I mean, video they're game desensitized just about. to violence, but but that, look at that. Look at every. It, and it is a situation. That's a situation. However, what I'm saying is they're desensitized to it. So to them, although it, in our minds we're saying it should have clicked in that it was wrong. Well, what we have to remember is we don't know that something's wrong until we're taught that stuff is wrong. And we're taught that stuff is wrong at a young age. But if we're not taught at a young age that stuff is wrong, the stuff that we do wrong thinking we can get away with it becomes greater and greater and greater. And if we're not taught at a young age and we're allowed to get away with some serious stuff at a young age as we get older, and not not saying older meaning in our 20s and 30s, I mean older meaning 13, 14, you end up with situations like this and so many others. We have desensitized Oh, yeah, but there's a children. bigger dynamic. Oh, yeah, I was getting ready to go It's there. a bigger dynamic. They're, We're all desensitized. Everybody's desensitized. Everybody, right. from the oldest to the youngest, everyone is desensitized because nobody asked the question, why was the man outside? It, well, see, right. here's the thing. We are asking to be honest. It's two o'clock in the morning. This man could have been outside for many a reasons. You know how I many times at two o'clock no, in the morning was I was scared because his family did him wrong. That that's what I'm saying. There's a bigger and, and, dynamic and, and, to all of it, and nobody oh, is understanding. Yeah, but he but even been even with, if we were all on the with, same page. Even with that part of it, more importantly, the reason that's not really being looked at is although, yes, his family may have done him wrong, in the same token, he was still a grown man. The bigger question is why were these babies outside at that time of night? Who was supposed to be watching the children? Well, they snuck out. They snuck out, and that's the thing. Parents don't watch kids at 2 o'clock in the morning because parents go to bed. And that's the problem. You, you oh, understand? I, I would, Me as the mom, you know, I go to sleep. 
me as the mom, I put my kids to sleep and then I go to and then I go to bed too. So I would hope that my child is in the bed. But that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of other aspects and dynamics that go on. So we just can't just start throwing mm. books at kids and throw their lives away. That's I was saying that to say just that. Whatever the case may be, it's all about the backstory. Everybody's situation is different. So you don't know why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling. Or you don't know what's going on. But supposedly the kids were, you know, some kids were away from their homes. They were they were at friends' house or cousins' house. And then those cousins were a little bit lackadaisical with their stuff. So they were able to sneak out of the house. And, you know, it, 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 it becomes a situation. It becomes a big situation, and it's all over the world. It's not just in Philly, like I said. It's everywhere. Mm-mm. Unfortunately, somebody has to – unfortunately, it has to happen like that in order for somebody to pay more attention to something else because always remember, I always I always try to find God in everything because he is allowing mm-hmm. it all to happen. Like, we, this is all ordained. If, this, if it has been written – and we know, and it has been justified in our before we are put in our womb, before mm-hmm. we are put in our mother's womb, our lives and how our lives are supposed to go, and what we are going to be doing. Then, if that's the case, there's a place in us that we are just not connected with the source. And as long as we mm-hmm. continue to live lives without being connected to the source. We live in these chaotic times, but we have no understanding or no no common. The word of God is the common or the solid rock foundation that we can build on. But if no one knows the word and we have all of these different understandings and ideas of what could possibly be being said at that moment, how do you get taught? Where are you being taught? Are you being taught? And has anyone ever said anything to you before a bad situation happens, like you just said? A lot of times people don't realize things are wrong until you stop them and say these are wrong. Or something happens, something breaks. You know, you know how that was. When we were kids, we didn't know that it was bad until the thing, we played with it play with the, you know, the the face or whatever. You throwing it around and stuff. Everything was funny until it broke. Mm-hmm. Once it shattered on the ground, we all was in trouble. And we was all trying to figure out how do we not get in trouble? Can we fix it? How do we do it? And then after a while, like, so you, your learning moments don't happen until it breaks. But now we got to fix what's broken. And I believe that the way to fix what's broken is to mend it with God and to mend it with love. And the only way that it's really going to happen is if we all do it together. Like, we got to separate, we got to put our our biases down. We have to put the, the misunderstandings aside. And we have to sit down at a table with, like, the blank screen, like it says. No one's getting into the kingdom unless we are like children, right? 
the reason why mm. you need to be childlike is so that you get rid of all of the learned things that you know in order to receive whatever this is coming your way. Because a lot of us, we know too much. And because we know too much, we're just not going to go there. Or that's not happening that way because it's this way. But now we're watching our babies go through it. So what we know, our babies don't know. Our babies are learning it. The blessing of it is there's still time. Regardless of what today looks like, there's still time. They say new mercies renew every morning. So that means that even tomorrow is a new day for all of us. But how many of us wake up tomorrow? How many of us will wake up tomorrow and grab what happened today? Or yesterday? Or two weeks ago? And there's people that live like that. So the people that are always discouraged, they always are talking about the bad things that happened two days ago, and it's a new day. Where are the kids learning? What are the kids learning from you? Like, those are the questions that I ask people because, you know, we're talking, You're this is let's talk about it that you're listening to. And y'all know that we consider ourselves to be like the catalyst. The, the water cooler conversation. How do you start this conversation to make this conversation go to the next? And now we're speaking cross generations. Cross generations because I believe I was having a conversation with my mother yesterday and I just believe that because of the way that things are, it becomes different for all of us. So we have to take into account of where the people are, what the people are doing, what are the people learning? Are they learning anything? I just know that that's why we do what we do. But we do it for the opportunity so that God can come in and teach us something else. And today is a day where it's like, if you don't know who Christ is for yourself, It's time to start asking. It's time to start looking. But actually, you can just look around. Because we are the light. We have to be the light. So I didn't realize that we are, like, going. And uh, because there's some things that could really be talked about. But we need to make sure that we give you an opportunity to ask Christ into your life. Ask God to come into your life. Um, Chaff. Would you like to give them the call of salvation before we bring Brother Rob on? Yes, yes, or yes, yes. Or you want Brother Rob to come on and then do that and then we do it. No, we're going to do the call of salvation first. Let's do the call of salvation first okay. because that's why we do what we do here. No matter what's going on, what the conversation is about, we do what we do to uh, bring about an awareness of God, an awareness of Christ, to bring people to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And at the end of the day, all that we talked about and all that was going on around uh, the world, throughout the United States, as she said, the one thing that can fix and mend all of it is God. However, God is a God of choice. 
He will not force himself into a relationship with you. You have to choose to partake in a relationship with him. And he set up a way in which you can choose to do so, and that was through his son, Jesus Christ. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but shall have everlasting life. Jesus, that only begotten son, stated that he is the way, the truth, and the life. No man can get unto the Father except through him. So today is your day where you can come into a personal relationship with God. Today is the day where you can come into being able to receive the peace that surpasses all understanding through Jesus Christ. And that comes with a personal relationship with God. It gives you the ability to look at all of the nonsense around you. And because you have begun to read the book and because you have begun to pray and ask God to give you the interpretation, the wisdom, and to show you the mysteries of the keys of the kingdom inside the book, you can look at what's going on around you and have peace of mind because two things, one, you know where we are in history, and two, you know at the end of it all, we still going to win because you read the book. But you only win if you have a relationship with God. And it's not something that's hard to do. You just come to him agreeing with him on his word. You come to him thinking honestly within yourself. If you know that there are things you have done that are wrong, your spirit is telling you that it's wrong, you know you have sinned, because that's really all sin is, is doing things that are wrong against God. You think you're doing it to another person, but no, you're really doing it to God. So if you know that you've sinned, if you know that you know that you know that you need a Savior in your life, someone who can not only forgive you of your sins, but begin to make you brand new. And trust me, I'm a living witness. If you knew me before Christ became real to me and see me today, oh, it's like day and night. And it's still a lot he's working on in me. However, he's working on it within me, and I bless and thank God for him for him and for it each and every day. And you can do the same thing by saying a simple prayer where you just say, Father God, I come to you this evening knowing that I am a mess, that I've fallen short. So I'm asking you first to forgive me of my sins, forgive me of my wrongdoings. I'm asking forgiveness in your son Jesus' name. I'm asking him to come in my life. I believe that he is your son. I believe that you sent him down here, that he lived and died on the cross and rose from the grave, not just for the redemption of my sins, but also for giving me eternal life. I ask him to begin to make me new. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you said that prayer, You said that prayer. We welcome you to the kingdom of God. Next thing you do is you just let somebody know. 
according to God's word, once you believe it in your heart and confess it out your mouth, you are saved, and we welcome you to the kingdom of God. And let me tell you, for those souls out there this evening who we believe gave their lives to Christ tonight, let me tell you how important it was that you did it on this show. Because the number 19 is actually God's number for the completeness of his ordered final judgment. The finality, the completeness of the order of the finality of his judgment. Nine meaning the completeness of judgment. Jesus died in the ninth hour. Ten meaning the complete, the completed order, the completed divine order. You bringing them together, and today his judgment for you was that you should give your life to Christ. Bless God that you were here this evening for it to be so. Father Rob is going to come on and tell you how you can continue to follow us and to be with us right here at Purpose Kingdom Network, and then Sister Adrian will be back to lead us in our closing out. Brother Rob? Yes, yes. And uh, while truly dynamic, dynamic show tonight where uh, I do appreciate uh, everything that was brought forth tonight. And uh, real quickly, I'll go ahead and uh, do the announcements. This is the Product of Purpose Kill Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you are. No matter if you're listening to us online or you're listening to us via phone, we greatly appreciate your support and your listenership, and we are appreciative of those that share with their friends and family members. We greatly appreciate that. Anytime we do a live broadcast, we're broadcasting live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And uh, anytime we do a live broadcast, we do have the call-in number of 319-527-6091. And if you want to talk to any of our hosts, you just press the number one and we'll get you in. And uh, also, uh, just to let you know that uh, PKN uh, does have a radio network, which is pkn.com. Well, we have 24 hours of musical content where you can listen to uh, music of inspiration and you can just, you know, at your leisure, just listen to uh, music of praise. And we thank you so much for uh, just checking us out at pkn.com for our radio station. Uh, also, uh, we invite you to like us on our Facebook page, which is Purpose Kingdom at Facebook. There you can see our upcoming shows and advertisements. And, uh, you know, you can just see what's going on. We'll make announcements from time to time here at Purpose Kingdom at Facebook. Also, we're in anywhere that, you know, uh, podcasts are broadcasted. Uh, just simply like us, and you can uh, just be in the lineup of hearing, you know, each and every one of our upcoming broadcasts, and that way you won't miss the episode of Purpose Kingdom Network. Okay, and well, God's real and God's blessed. We hope you join us. Uh, Thursday evening at the 9 p.m. hour, and it's going to be the healing hour, and that host is going to be Elder Elisha Cooper at the 9 p.m. hour on Thursday. Yes, we'll be, we'll be taking a brief break uh, tomorrow evening. No, no, I'm sorry, sorry. Um, actually, tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour, we're going to have the dwelling place, and that's going to be hosted by... Sister Dominique Hudson, and uh, please feel free to uh, set your reminders. With God's will, God's blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour. 
for the Dwelling Place, and that's going to be hosted by Sister Dominique Hudson. All right. And uh, with that being said, we just hope you just uh, you know continue to enjoy us here at uh, Purpose Kingdom Network, and um, just you know uh, continue to listen to us and share with your friends and family members. We uh, greatly appreciate what you are doing for us, and we uh, are, are glad for uh, each and every one of you that have uh, participated in helping Purpose Kingdom Network. If you want to send, send an email to us, you can go to PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com. We can send your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or send a prayer, prayer request, and we greatly honor that. With that being said, we're going to go back to the ladies of us talk about it, and um, I'm going to turn the program back over into Adrian's hands. All right. Well, we thank you so much, Brother Rob. Uh, make sure that you guys don't miss anything that's going on on Purpose Kingdom Network. And if you know you do miss, you know you can always just go right to www.blogstalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom, and you can have your little heart's desire because we have nothing but archives, y'all. We got archives for days, six years worth of archives. But the one thing that we'd like to do on uh, – Let's talk about it. That has become, I guess, the signature of what we do in Let's Talk About It is take it take it back. It's funny because I wanted want to take the whole show back because for real, for real, everything that we talked about tonight is, is something to take back. But if I could sum it up, I just want to take back who we are. Take back the the, the your ability to show up and how we show up. Take it back. Show up. Stop not showing up. Don't think that because it's not something that you want to talk about that it's not for you to be involved. You not showing up and you not saying something or you not voting is giving a vote. It's just not the right vote. So if I Mm. can take it back, I just want to take back you showing up in the right places where you need to be. Chat? I like how you started. I'm taking back everything. I'm taking back the show. We're taking back the safety of our children. We're taking back uh, common sense in our government. We're taking back control of our homes, our streets. I want to take everything we talked about today. We're taking our choice back. We're taking our right to vote. Everything she just said, ditto. We're taking it all back. Ty Kirk Franklin say it. I'm not Kirk Franklin, Ty Tribbett. I want it all back. That's it for me. That sounds like that sounds like it, y'all. Uh one more thing I'd like to take back. Come on, Rob, um, you got one. So, so yes, I I I like to take back who I said was going to be on tomorrow. Uh, so incorrectly, I oh, thought t- tomorrow was going to be Wednesday. I didn't want to tell you. I didn't want to tell so, you. I just said go yes. ahead. So tomorrow is Tuesday. So our host Amen. for Tuesday at the 9 p.m. hour is going to be Minister Arthenius Jackson at the 9 p.m. hour. So I take back uh, who I said was on before. So tomorrow evening at 9 p.m., feel free to listen in to Minister Arthurius Jackson with One Touch Transformation. And that's all I have for my take back right now. But look, 
your take back was good because you didn't have to take it back. You just needed to add it in because you told us about Wednesday <laughs> and forgot that tomorrow was Tuesday. So the Wednesday show will be the dwelling place, y'all. So don't get it messed up. Just make sure you're here. Make sure you be here. Every night we do something. And like I said, make sure that you are here and make sure you invite a friend. That's how this works. Each one reach one, each one teach one. But that's how it works. So Amen. Until the next time. Y'all have a great one. Be safe out there. Be blessed. Good night. Good night. Jesus bless. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. I will not lose. Never wanna see you down, I will not lose. Baby, I will not lose.